Everybody, welcome back to another installment in the Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. And we are here to bring you another episode in general conversations because we have not started recording for the testimony series. So you guys have still got time. If you guys are interested, anybody who listens to us, if you're interested in sharing your testimony, we're going to be recording all the way through the month of May. Um, and we're going to line those up for the summer so that way those can run during the summer. So that way we can we'll go ahead. I was going to say, I'm honestly excited to hear the testimonies this time because yeah, we've got we've a lot got of new. A lot of new faces. And some of them I don't even know. So, yeah, I'm excited about that, too. So we're going to be doing that. So that's still totally open. We still got plenty of availability. Just reach out to us on our website. Go to the contact tab. Let us know that you want to do it. Um, tell us what your availability is. And then if uh, uh, and then we will get back with you. We'll shoot you an email back. Um, once we have the date opened up and stuff like that, that we're going to do that. I think we filled four slots so far. Um, I think I've got four people officially scheduled. There might be a fifth one in there. I will say I think it's five, but I'm not sure. I think it's four or five would be if, if a gentleman, he has someone who's supposed to come with him. So I'm going to oh, try okay. to get them separate. But um, <clears throat> with that being said, we are going to, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you guys can reach out to us at Indeed and In Truth Ministries at gmail.com. You can also now, really, I don't even just say our email anymore because now you guys can just go to our website at Indeed and In Truth Ministries. That's Indeed and In Truth Ministries.org. And you guys can go there. We've got our contact tab, prayer request tab, um, our top five podcasts and stuff like that. If you actually check that out, um, go down to the bottom of that page because I put a link set in. That way you can click on that and it will actually take you to another page that has all of the places where um, all of our podcasts are, are at. So that way, like, because it only shows the top five. Um, it, they're the most recent five. It doesn't give you all of them. And so people are looking for the other episodes and stuff like that, and they can't find them because um, it doesn't allow you to click on it and go and find that all out. So if you click on the if you go to the bottom of the page, you click on that, then you can click on any of those uh, to your uh, streaming pleasure, and then you can just do whatever you want to do from there. So with that being said, um, that's it. That's how you get a hold of us, or you can reach out to us on Facebook. Um, we should be having some updates about events soon. We're still kind of dealing with that. Uh, we're actually going to partner with a church this year to kind of work on some of those things. Um, just for uh, sake of space and bathrooms and things like that, we have learned some hard lessons last year. Yeah. Um, unless <laughs> something comes up and something happens and we really can't do events this year. Uh, but we're setting our faith to be able to do them. Um, and we're just we're just hoping that everything goes well in that aspect. So, Amber, what are we talking about tonight? Today, sorry. Uh Having, we are talking about having confidence that God is who he says he is. Okay, give me, explain a little bit of that. Well, um, honestly, it was just kind of summed up when I was um, writing out my devotions for, well, when this releases, it'll be last week's devotion, so you'll already have read them. But, you know, I was, I was just really talk. I was really, um, God was really ruffling, you know, laying out a foundation of how how we're supposed to live and if we're living that way then he promises he will fulfill what he said he was gonna do in the bible and what his word says 
So I, I, I don't know. I just got really excited that God was just speaking to me on those things because it's just, it's, it's exciting to know that God is who he says he is and he's always going to be faithful in what he says he is going to do. So, so would you say that the, the promises of God are conditional? Yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. Because I had to think of what the word conditional meant. Yeah. So no, <laughs> no they, they are. They're conditional. If you don't submit yourself before the Lord, um, you can't have what he has for you because right. it requires submission to obtain it. It does. Surrender. Uh, you know, I, I, that was another thing that God was showing me earlier today is that when we surrender to him, it, it opens up opportunities within ourself to receive what he has for us. So if we are if we're in a place where we are in a opposition uh, to what God wants us to do or we are in disobedience with something that God wants us to do, how can we receive the blessing that we've asked for in a specific area? It's just like it's just like as parents, we're not going to reward our kids for bad behavior. And I I think about that a lot of times, you know, because when we're talking to our kids and stuff, we want them to do right. I mean, yes, there's grace. Yes, there's mercy, but at the same time, we're not going to give them, you know, a big slice of pie for mouthing off to their teacher, you know? So, and I think a lot of times within the church, the biggest, or us as Christians, not just in the churches, but in uh, us as Christians, our biggest problem is our mouth. We, we want to run our mouth. You know, there's various places in the Bible where it talks about, um, God mentions about how it's important that you follow his commandments. Yeah. Jesus said, I didn't come uh, to destroy the law. He said, and the law doesn't pass away, not one jot or tittle of it will, until the earth pass away, until the new heaven and the earth comes. Uh, and we could talk about that, but we're not going to. Um, however, what I would like to just draw attention to is the fact that there are various occasions throughout the Bible. Um, I'm just kind of peeking at a few things here right now. But there are various occasions throughout the Bible where God warns about it, how important it is um, to make sure that you are found in a place where you're in obedience. Um, and I was actually, as I was talking about that, I was thinking about, um, I was just thinking about how when Israel first came out, uh, they were being, the promises that God gave them, right, that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, that's how God was referred to as a long time was, okay, this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the promises of Abraham were the promises of Isaac and Isaac's promises were the promises of Jacob and then so on and so forth. And then we had the 12 children of Jacob, which became, you know, uh, uh, he was otherwise identified as Israel. And then those promises kept, but that was all consistent within obedience. Right. Because whether we like it or not, God's promises are conditional. If you want to be disobedient, uh, God can't, you know, he can't, he can't bless that. He can't, he can't release. I was just talking to somebody about this recently. And I said, you know, the Bible says that the word of the Lord is that his word goes out and it does not return to him void. It will accomplish that which he pleases or which he sent it for it to do. However, the translation is you want to read it, which means God will not release a word or touch your situation. If that means it will be unfruitful. Right. So God's promises are conditional. Whether you want to look at it that way or not, they are. If you want long life on the earth, honor your mother and father. Mm -hmm. 
if you want to live in the blessing, he said, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I was actually looking for the scripture because it's in Deuteronomy. It's one of the first places that he mentions it because he's warning Israel what would happen to them if they go into the land. He said, and I give you houses that you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, and you forget and say in your heart, by my strength and by my might, I've done these things. And I'm paraphrasing, but he, that was what he was warning them about. Because in pride, we forget who God is. Right. And so, like you said, do we believe that God would not be who he said he would be? What was it they told Moses? Moses said, well, how, do, how, do they, how are they going to believe that you sent me? And he said, I am that I am. Right. It was just that simple. And I get excited when I hear that verse because God had broke it down for me one day. He said, I am that. I am that. Whatever it is that is standing in your way, I am that. I can break it down. I can chop it up. I can move it out of your way because I am bigger than that, because I am that. So whatever your hero is, you know, and and he was just really showing me that. And I, I get excited when I hear that verse because it just, it reminds me of him, you know, showing me that. Well, and like I said, it's just, they are conditional, you know, and it's not a bad thing. It's just like if your kids are messing around doing things with their phones they're not supposed to be doing, the only reason they can have that phone is it's under a condition that they're not doing those kinds of things with it. Right. And so when they do it, what do you do? You take it from them. Yeah. You know, you don't usually give it back to them until they do something that shows you that when you give it back to them, it's not going to be an unfruitful act. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. We act like this is just so different when it comes to God because God's just loving and he's merciful. God is loving. God is merciful. We just spent all last week talking about the mercies of God. And I actually had to come back around to this uh, because um, I mentioned something about the mercies of God. But really, uh, David talks about mercies as in plural, mercy. And he also talks about God being merciful. But just in the first two that I mentioned, 116 times. Mm -hmm. If anybody was acquainted with God's mercy, it was David. Right. So I guess really what one of the things I wanted to draw some attention to is talking about that scripture in Deuteronomy. But then we could go over here to Romans 4, and this was the big thing, and we talked a little bit about it over the last couple of weeks. This is the big thing. Paul's arguing with the Roman church about justification by faith. Was the circumcision, you know, was it accounted to righteousness? Uh, was righteousness accounted to Abraham because uh, he was circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? You know, this is the argument that he's got. And the Bible actually says there in Romans, let me look at it real quick. It said in Romans, it is in 4... Sorry, I should have had it pulled up. I actually did have it. It says uh, in Romans 4, 21, and being fully, uh, let's go up to verse 20. It says, and he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that he had what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. This is a man who did not have the Holy Ghost. Right. This is a man who did not understand anything other than but what God said. You know, we could take that a step further and we could talk about Isaac. Could you imagine being Isaac and, and going with Abraham and where's the sacrifice? You ever seen those memes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because where's the sacrifice? And <laughs> Abraham's just kind of looking like, well, you know. But what did he say? He said, God will provide. Right. And God did. He did. You know, I was actually, there's this book that I've been reading 
Um, it's called The Jacobed Anointing by Ryan Lestrange. Anybody who has not read it, it is a really good book. But he was talking about that in one of them. He was talking about how um, when you have to step out into those great faiths, is what he called it, great faith areas. He said, if you think about it, he said, there's many, many times throughout the Bible that they they had to step out into great faith areas. And he's ta- in, in, in that, he's talking about those areas where, um, you know, Abraham had to take his son up to the mountain and you know the whole time you know that's great faith i personally wouldn't take my son up that mountain trying to i might sacrifice him if you won't do it i'll do it (laughs) if god asked me i guess i would probably really struggle with it and i'm sure abraham did too i'm sure he probably thought like god is this really you are you sure we'll think about what you really want he he was promised a child right this is the child. Isaac is the child that he's promised. Yeah. And that he didn't stagger at the faith. He didn't stagger at God, what God said. He, this is the same child that God gave him because God is faithful and, is, and will perform. See, he couldn't. We could talk about all the different things that probably played into um, whether or not Abraham and Isaac and all those kinds of things like that and Sarah and how that all played out. We could, we could talk about all kinds of different things there because there was so much that happened that really pointed towards what we see and do today. <clears throat> and so with that being said, um, I want you to really think about this because this is the child. He's the fulfillment of a promise that Abraham held on to for almost 25 years, I think. And now the Lord's told you, you're going to drag him up on the mountain and you're going to sacrifice him. Right. We're paraphrasing, but that was essentially what was going on. And you know, it you know what I was just thinking of right here is we were talking about obedience. And you know, that takes some serious obedience because us nowadays, we can't even be obedient when God says, Hey, go talk to that person in the gas station. We're like, ah, no, they're gonna think I'm a loony bin. Like, I'm not gonna go say that to them. Like Right. But we can't even be obedient in that little of something, you know? So God forbid he asks us to do something huge like that. Well, let's think about it this way. In Romans four, what Paul's talking about, he's referencing uh he never really I don't really think he really highlights it. But he does talk about, oh, no, he does talk about it. In verse 19, he talks about Sarah's womb. He's saying that God, that Abraham's righteousness was imputed in him because he mixed faith and he believed what God said about what would happen, that he would be the father of many nations and that his seed would come from Sarah's womb. He said it didn't, he didn't think about the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't think about his body, nothing. He did not stagger at the promise of God. So let's just grab something here. You talked about faith and obedience, right? To take right. your child up on the mountain to to sacrifice him. That's not even, that wasn't even Abraham's greatest victory. No, it was the faith. It was the faith and the promise that God would give him a seed. It was the faith and the confidence of that and God that was who he said he was. It had nothing to do, because yeah. if, 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 Abraham could believe God to provide him a seed. You know what Abraham was thinking? God, you promised me a seed. He probably didn't even think twice when when God asked him to sacrifice him. I could probably I could almost imagine that. He probably didn't even think twice. God, you promised me a seed. That's how convinced he was. 
So much so, he was probably convinced, and I want to say I've seen this somewhere, or someone's taught it like this or talked about it like this, so much so that he was convinced that if I did kill him right here on this mountain today, you'd be able to raise him up. I don't remember who that was, but I remember. I remember said. hearing someone's talking about that, and it's been a minute since I've read the story, so I'm not really trying to quote the story because it's been a minute since I've read it. But I'm just saying that wasn't even, that wasn't even Abraham's greatest victory in faith. Yeah. That wasn't nothing to him. He said, God, you'll give me a seed. God gave him a seed. And this is what was God. He believed God and it was imputed unto him for mm-hmm. righteousness. That right there is what set Abraham and said, hey, God, you are who you said you would be. Yeah. Nothing past that would ever change his mind. And so um, think about that, though. Like. You just took your child up and sacrificed. You know what I mean? You're about to kill him. And that's not what Paul's talking about here. He's like, nope. We could talk about how he raided and saved Lot. And, you know, we could talk about some of his shortcomings and uh, how he was rich and all these other things. And he said, nope, nope, nope. It was that God said he would give him a seed. And he would make him a father of many nations. And, you know, like I said, he held on to that for years. How long... Do you think we hold on to things when we believe God's spoken something to us? Right. I mean, really, let's think, let's, you know, let's be real about it. How long do you hold on to it? You know, Not do you just that, keep mixing was... faith with it? Do you, you know, like me and Amber, <clears throat> I'm sorry, me and Amber, uh, we've been talking because she had a dream about somebody handing us a million dollar check. And so, um, and I've been really contemplating that because it's like, you know what? I want to be like Abraham. I'm going to start changing my confession. I'm right. not hoping that check shows up. I'm waiting on that check to show up. Yeah. I'm not hoping that um, God's going to provide ministry finances and our own finances for our home. For those of you who are curious, we keep those things separated. We don't live off of anything. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to no longer uh, hope that it shows up. I have an expectation it's going to show up. I believe it's going to show up because that's what Well, Bible says not to worry about those things for today because those things will worry about themselves tomorrow. So when tomorrow comes, what is it? It's no longer tomorrow. It's today. So even in that, he's literally saying, don't worry. So I don't worry about those types of things because if God said it, he's going to do it. And I've just got this full understanding. And it's, I mean, for a lot of people, it's hard to get there, especially when you've come from some of the areas of life that you come from. But I mean, I came from nothing, like literally. I, my family didn't have money. We didn't have that kind of stuff. Half time, we didn't have clothes, didn't have body wash, didn't have anything we needed. We didn't have the necessities we needed. But we had a roof over our head. I was grateful for that. I had a bed to sleep in. I was grateful for that. So when I stepped into the things that we're stepping into now, I don't have a worry that God said he's going to do it because if he gave us the vision for it, then he's got the provision for it. So I've just, I've got a full understanding about about what you just said. You said there are some people who deal with that. It's a little bit harder with them because of places that they came out of. So how would you, Explain to somebody who is struggling with believing God at his word. What would you say to them to encourage them? Well, for me, it was the biggest thing was just laying, casting my cares, 
that was the hardest part for me because I wanted to carry it around. I wanted to hold on to it because I didn't trust anybody. And that's the hardest thing there is because when you are carrying that stuff around, you are, you are in a way saying, I don't trust God with this. This is not something that I can just hand to him because I don't trust him. And sometimes that's for me, it was because I didn't trust myself. So without being able to trust myself, how was I able to trust anyone else? So, uh, you know, God had spoke to me one day and he told me, he said, stop making false promises to yourself. Stop making empty promises to yourself because that's where you're breaking your own trust on your own self. So I stopped making promises to myself and I stopped um, saying, I promise I'm going to do this. I'm going to start doing this. I, I never started. I stopped doing that because I was getting my hopes up for myself that I never even would try to, you know, fulfill. I wouldn't even try. I was just like, you know what? So I, I don't, I never, you know, continued with that. So for me, it was just surrendering the cares of this world, literally, uh, is the best way to put it, is to su literally surrender those cares because this not this life is nothing but a vapor. Even, even the Bible talks about that. This life is nothing but a vapor. So if this life is nothing but a vapor, then why do I care so much about the things that I need because Bible says that he will take care of all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So that is like a huge thing for me. I, I had to grab a hold of and I had to say, okay, you know what? Carrying all this on myself, it's heavy. The things of this world is very, very heavy. It's depressing. It's, it's scary. It's fearful. It's, it's ev like every emotion you could imagine. It's anger. It's bitter. It's jealousy. It's everything. Like you're literally carrying all that stuff on your back, on your shoulders, in your hands. There's no room for you to carry anything else. So if there's no room for you to carry anything else, then how can you speak what God says for you and the promises that God has for you when you don't even when you don't even have room for it because you're carrying all this mess and all this garbage with you and you don't have the room for him to be there with you too. Okay. So in three points, summarize what you just said. And three points. Oh three my points. goodness. Give me three things. Just, you know, step one, step two, step three. Stop worrying about the cares of this world. Step one. Start putting your faith in God. Step two. Believe he is who he says he is. Step three. So now somebody like me would ask you, how do I believe who he says he is? Stop worrying about things of this world. But what if I need... Then I believe need he is who he says he is. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, that's... No, I'm, I am too. That, those are legitimate questions <laughs> They're gonna that bounce somebody, off of each other. somebody would ask for something like right. that because they don't... They don't have any concept of that, or maybe they don't understand that, or they're still struggling to deal with that. Right. So that's why I said break it down in three steps. If I had to, if I had to hand somebody a, a pamphlet and say, look, this right here is your ticket to success, do it in these three steps. Do it this way. Right. If I was to tell you anything, first thing I would tell you, um, you need to get intimate and you need to know who, you, who your God is. Absolutely. You need to know who Jesus is. You need to know that he loves you and that he cares about you and that he is calling you into a place of yes, submission, but he said, I don't call. He said, servant doesn't know what the master does. He said, no, therefore, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Jesus wants you to know everything that he's doing. He has fully made it. He's made it all available to you. He doesn't want to hide things from you. And so, uh, and obviously provision, he said, I came so that they could have life and they could have it more abundantly. Is it that you see some people with more money than other people and they're really good off financially? Well, it's because they give. 
It's because they sow. It's because of their hearts. It's because they know that God's where their provision comes from. I just heard a story recently, um, and I won't say who it was, but this particular pastor was with another man of God, and this man of God actually is uh, quite well off in the financial arena. Um, and he said that they were together, and um, the, the man of God's wife come up with a check. It was a royalty check from some work he used to do. And it was a $250,000 check. It's a big chunk of money. Right. And he sits there. He said, they're out on a beach. Everything's gorgeous. And he looks at his wife and he said, do you remember that church over at so-and-so? And he said, I want you to take this and go ahead and send it to him. Nice. And he endorsed the check to him. $250,000 check. You can't outgive God. No. So you can't get upset when you see people, because that's what we always come back to, right? It's finances. It's always financial. It's always material. You know, if God added two or three years onto your life, that's not good enough. You want to have a $50,000 account with savings. Like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? We get so locked in, like, what you're talking about. You're thankful to be past just having a bed and a roof over your head. You know what I mean? And and people get really locked in on that. And I'm not saying those things are bad because God wants us to be prosperous. Right. All I'm saying is that that comes with conditions. If you mm. want it to continue to multiply, you have to sow more seed. How many times have me and you gotten words where they're like, sow more seed, sow more seed. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I've sowed seed. I have sowed seed in places where... It broke me to sow seed. Like, and right. I, I couldn't pay a bill or something. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we had bills we couldn't pay, but the Lord spoke to me and said, just keep sowing seed. So we kept sowing seed and we kept sowing seed. And I'm still waiting on some harvest on that seed, but we kept sowing seed. And, and so whenever you see those kinds of things, and the only reason I'm on this is because, like I said, this is just what we do and we're human and we're Christians. And so we're like, oh, well, I don't have enough money for this. I have no money. That's what we do. We, we tie a blessing we tie any blessing to money. If money's not involved, then God didn't bless me. You know, and, and we and we can't we struggle to believe who God is. If it's not money, then it's recognition. I've noticed that. If it's not money, then it's recognition. And that's just like I was telling you before we even started this podcast in James three thirteen, he's talking about the jealousy and stuff and how you shouldn't be jealous of those types of things and how God had spoke to me and he had told me, he said, you know, the biggest problem within the church is we can't be happy for one another. We're jealous of how much money this person just got because we've been believing for our money and we can't even get that, you know, and we're mad at this person because God blessed them like they they just did what they were supposed to be doing. They were just doing what they were supposed to be doing. But yet we're sitting here holding last month on them like, oh, well, didn't you see what so and so did last month when they got sassy with the pastor or whatever, you know, and we're sitting here judging them. But yet, you know, we're we're doing it out of a place of jealousy because we're waiting on what they just got. Well, and that's why I said we always equate it to those types of things. But you never see everything in the spirit. You know, maybe sometime we ought to just sit back and pray and ask God to just show us things in the spirit and show us how many things are being deflected off of our lives. He said, if you tithe, he said, I'll pour out the window or blessing out of the windows of heaven so much that you wouldn't be able to contain and he'll rebuke the devourer on your, ha on your behalf. Mm -hmm. How many times do you think Satan sends minions after you in a day's time? Right. I mean, really think about that. How many times is... You know, I can't honestly think about the last time that um, 
me and Amber ever had an issue where a vehicle had something happen to it and we couldn't pay to get it fixed. Right. You realize how long that's been? Yeah, it's been a long It's been a long time. I've even, and I mean, even so much so that I remember one time I was at the auto zone. You remember that when my back glass from my escape fell out? No, I don't remember. There was a little black piece on it. And I, all I did was shut it and it just snapped, came right off. And I was like, uh, and I kind of stared at it. Well, thank God I had provision. So I walked back in and I asked him for the part and he goes, yeah, I got one right here. I didn't even get out of the parking lot and it was fixed. That was God rebuking the devourer on my behalf. It also says he'll maintain our lot. So if we claim that promise and we hold on to it, you know, that's our lot. It's our possession. That's that's what I'm pointing at. We're saying, God, you are going to be who you promised you would be. But what we're not grabbing a hold of is the fact that God is so much more than material and wealth. He is so much more than that. And there's so much more, so many more promises that you've ignored because you're too worried about wealth and you're too worried about having materials. Right. Well, not just that, but how would you how would you know what the promises of God is if you're not reading your exactly. Bible? If, if you're, you're not, not getting like in I there said, if you're not getting and you're not searching him and you're not seeking him like his word says. It says seek me first and these things will be added unto you. So if you're not seeking him, those things are not going to be added unto you. Like you said, conditional. Well, and yeah, and that's the thing. We don't want to talk about conditional. We don't want to talk about anything that has anything to do with us having to it's put some extra work. work in there. Yes. No, and and that's we don't want to do that. And I'm not saying that everybody, every Christian's lazy. No, I just think that we do exactly the opposite of what Paul warned us about. And he said, a good soldier does not entangle themselves with the cares of this world. And the problem is, we're supposed to be an army, and we're supposed to be the soldiers of the cross. You know, we've got. Excuse me. We've got a hundred different names people have come up with. You know, to to add to that. And what have we done with that? I heard a preacher once say, and I couldn't. It couldn't be more right. He said, "You know, you see everybody in their in in the church with their hands in the air when when worship comes on." He said, "But have you ever asked yourself, are your hands in the air for blessing, or are they in the air for surrender? Are you do you have your hands up for greed, or your hands up for surrender?" And I, you know, I really had to think about that. Like, am I are my hands in the air? For the blessings of God, or are they in the air because I know that my God is going to bless me? I know that he's going to do what he says he does. I I know these things because I have surrendered my heart to him. So I just, I don't know. I really thought about that when you were talking about that because I've had to ask myself that. And I think a lot of Christians need to evaluate themselves and ask themselves that same thing. Like, am I, am I doing this out of a place of greed or selfishness or, um, out of a place of jealousy of somebody else? Or am I doing this out of a place of, I really just want more of God. So with that, we're going to draw it in. And so if you've been listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, uh, I want to believe that God is who he says he is, but I don't have relationship with him. Or if you're backslidden and you're saying, you know, I, there was things that God promised me and he just didn't fulfill. No, it wasn't that he didn't fulfill it. It's because you gave up too soon. You know, we get defeated because we stop fighting. Uh, you can't lose. You know, I don't care how nasty it looks, but you just can't lose. And you've got to come to a place where you understand that. But with that being said, I just want to give you an opportunity, if you're listening to us right now, 
uh, and we just want to give you an opportunity to reestablish your relationship with Christ, or if you're uh, you just want to have a new relationship with Christ, or if you're just a first time listener, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, you can go back. Especially if you're a first time listener, you can go back and you can listen to everything that we've covered over the last year. You know, we've talked about all kinds of different things. We've talked about various faith subjects. We've shared testimonies. You know, and and we are just excited to know and see what God's doing, and we are just trying to help point people in the right direction. So if that's you today, I just want you to say this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your son's death on the cross that gives me forgiveness of sins. Today I ask Jesus into my life as Lord and Savior, and from this day forward I will live for him. And I thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. And so if you said that prayer, we want to know about it. So you reach out to us on our website. If you guys got praise reports, prayer requests, anything, reach out to us on our website, Facebook. You guys you guys are fully aware of how to do that. Uh, it's in the description, all those kinds of things. Um, and so we want to definitely know that. We want to celebrate that with you. And if you want us to share it with people, we will. Um, so Amber, go ahead and pray us out. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the word today. We thank you that we can have confidence in who you are and who you say you are, Lord. We thank you that you are showing us and guiding us in every way, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would just help us to surrender our hearts to you, that we wouldn't walk in selfishness and jealousy and all those things, Lord, that we wouldn't have a haughty spirit, Lord, but we would have a spirit that is filled with you and that reflects you entirely. And we just give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, join back in with us next week, and we will go at the next subject. I don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to go for it. So take care and have a